Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Tell us this evening now the most dangerous thing that you have ever done because our next guest has participated in one of the most extreme, one of the most dangerous and life-threatening sports that you can take part in anywhere um, around the world. And we'll get to that uh, in a second. But, I mean, the t- most dangerous thing you've ever done, like if you, the most dangerous sport I've ever played is GAA over here. And that's really not that dangerous. Yeah, I think mine was probably basketball. Because I'm so small, I used to always get hit in the face with the ball. And, uh, yeah, it could have been <laughs> life-threatening at times. Uh, but in terms of sports, you know me, I'm not very sporty. So I haven't really participated any in anything that is terrifyingly dangerous. Now, in saying that, you know, we do know and hear about, you know, the rodeo. We don't have it here, obviously. But, you know, amusement parks, you can go to a few actually in Ireland that have that kind of bull. Elect- the, the electronic <laughs> bull thing. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. I was on it once. And that oh, was we, we on one before. Friend. I was on one before. And when I mean, I got flung to the other side of the room. And they, they don't even look like they go that fast. No, they don't. And that's the thing. If you if you don't hang on properly, that's the end of you. So <laughs> Well, yeah. at, at least that's not real because I imagine if you had a real one now, they just stab you in the face with their horns and it's way worse than drunkenly falling onto a mat in uh, you know in Marbella <laughs> somewhere or whatever you are on your on your holidays. But joining us now on the show is somebody who's been doing this professionally, professionally bull riding on real bulls, not the electronic ones down the fairground that you see. You know, he's been doing this for years. He's one of the few uh, African-American men who are doing this. Because we think bull riding, I just think Texas. I just think cowboys, um, yeah. white cowboy lads in Texas. And, and that's pretty much it. But he's obviously breaking the mold and chatting to us about how he got involved in one of the most dangerous sports in the world. Maybe he'll tell us about some of his most horrific injuries he's gotten. We're delighted today to welcome onto Room 104, Neil Holmes. Neil, how are things? Hey, how's it going? Thank you guys for having me. Neil, first and foremost, why did you get involved in such a dangerous sport? Hey, you know what? It's kind of it's kind of crazy how I got involved in bull riding. Most of my colleagues, you know, they they grew up on ranches or you know someone in their family rodeoed, and my story's a little different. I actually just um, I went to a rodeo as a young adult, and I was like, hey, I think I can do that. I tried it one time, fell in love with it, and um, I've been doing it ever since. Well, at least to 2018. How does one? try bull riding because in every other sport there's like you know underage games you can get involved in there's safe secure places where you can start but bull riding i imagine even dipping your toe in the pond is 
Dangerous. Bull ride is one of those things, you know, it has to find you. You don't really just find bull riding. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a different type of person to continue it. But um, me, myself, I mean, I'm just an adrenaline junkie. And most of those guys that you see riding bulls professionally now, you know, they do it for the love of bull riding, you know. But, of course, you know, the, the person and the money is always a perk for it. Have you had any really near-death experiences? Because, you know, from watching it, it looks very dangerous. I've had quite a few close calls myself, but I consider myself lucky, you know, considering some of the stuff I've seen other guys go through, but I've had, you know, I've been knocked unconscious and dragged around the arena by the bull, broken my jaw, being headbutted by the bull, I've cracked my pelvic, uh, I mean, there's probably not too many bones I haven't broken, but, you know, I guess that's what makes bull riding bull riding, that's what people pay to see, you know, they want to see those bull riders, you know, that excitement and those wrecks. It's kind of like another version of, like, Destruction Derby, isn't it, except it's, there's no protective seatbelts or helmets, it's just a man on a bull's back <laughs> and chaos. And yeah, that's, that's, it's very little protection, so uh, it's kind of hard to compare it to any other sport, but um, it's definitely in its own lane when it comes to, um, you know the danger of the sport you know when you mentioned that you had tried it for the first time like where and what how was that like how, what happened i was like 17 and most guys that that ride bulls you know they start pretty young and by me being older i guess i was a little bit behind but anyway long story short i, I went to this rodeo and i would go to this rodeo every easter um, at a little small town um just here in texas near where i grew up and every year during the rodeo, the bull ride was like the favorite event for everyone. You know, everybody would, you know, gather in the stands to make sure they didn't miss the bull ride. And all the ladies loved the bull ride. So I was like, you know what? If these guys can do it and, you know, get this response, I'm sure I can do it. So I tried it and um, I fell in love with it, man. And, and it was like one of those kind of like a drug. I guess you, you try one time, you get addicted. You know, I tried it one time and I was instantly hooked. And from that moment forward, you know, all I wanted was bull riding. It took me to college. It gave me a professional career and my life probably wouldn't have been the same without it. How does it actually work then when you go into the ring, I guess? You don't know what temperament the, the bull is. Yeah, so you basically just um, 40 guys, 40 bulls, and they're picked randomly. And some of those bulls, you know, they can be notorious, and some of them are just as friendly as your as your household dog, but you don't get to choose which one you get to pick, so it's kind of basically luck of the draw, and um, the best score wins. It's kind of just like a fist fight to the finish. Yeah, so like, how is it scored? How do how do you win? How do you become the best bull rider in the country? Okay, so there's there's a, a point system, and there's a hundred points available. Um, there's only been one hundred point ride in the history of bull riding, so that's not nothing you see very often. But fifty points is from the bull rider, and fifty points is from the the actual bull. So you want to have a good bull so that you can have a you know you can get a good percentage of those points off of that bull. So an average score would be like between 70 and 80, 80 to 90 being a B, and anything over 90 being a great ride, an A-plus type ride, kind of like your grade system in school. And, and there's two judges. Each judge, he's, he's given 50 points, and 25 of those points are from the bull, 25 of those points are from the rider, and at the end of the ride, those judges put their numbers together, and that's how you get that the, um, the final score of the ride. It's a judge sport, so I guess, you know, if you have any favor with the judge, that can always work out in your, in your favor as well. Uh, did you become a professional bull rider then throughout all of this? Like, is that, was that your full-time job? Yeah, it was totally unexpected. Um, upon graduating, Graduating from high school, I received a scholarship to go study at um, Prairie View A&M University. It's a local, a local university here in Texas on a rodeo scholarship and um, went there. 
you know, over my time there in college, you know, I became professional. It just took off from there. Um, it's kind of like baseball. I don't know if you guys are familiar with American baseball, but there's like a, a minor league series and a major league yeah. series. And basically, basically, you just work yourself up, work your way through those series till you're in the top 45 in the um, in the country. Or I take that back in the world because there's riders from Australia, there's riders from Brazil, there's riders from Mexico, there's riders from, you know, all over the world. And the PBR brings us all together to showcase our talent. And o- over the years, like how successful were you able to, to get? I would consider myself pretty successful. Um, I never did win a world title, unfortunately, but, um, you know, in, in, in professional rodeo or professional bull ride, you know, there's, there's very few professional circuits and I've, I've made, you know, I've, I've been on all of those circuits. I've made it to the finals in all of those circuits. I've been a world contender in all of those circuits, but I never just, you know, I never pulled off that world championship. So I think that's the only regret I would probably have in my, in my career is, you know, not getting that world championship, but I think I could live with the accolades that I do have. And then going back as well, I watched the, the YouTube video of, you know, the fact that you were, you felt probably like you were the only black bull rider in a white sport. How did that feel? Yeah, you know, that, that definitely adds a little more, um, you know, I guess a little more drama to that story. But uh, when I first kind of started out, you know, there was one or two maybe black guys that were riding. They weren't really um, up in the world standings to be contenders, but they did yeah. open, uh, you know, they, they opened the, the, the door for me and I, I was able to kind of follow that path to you know, to have led into my own path. But as I as I did expand on my career, you know, I've seen several young guys, young African American guys, especially, you know, just from here in Texas in the Houston area, that they've they've come about and been able to blossom within the PBR and, you know, I kind of pat myself on the back for not only giving them, those guys, that opportunity, but also um, continuing the, you know, the legacy that was that was put before me. And hopefully, you know, those guys, you know, they're riding real good. We have a guy here in, in, out of Houston named Ezekiel Mitchell. I think he's in the top 15 in the world. And, you know, hopefully he's able to continue that legacy of black cowboys because if not, you know, that story will be forgotten. But here in Texas, especially, you know, you can't mention cowboys without mentioning African-Americans. But, you know, if, if there's no one to continue that legacy, it will be kind of, you know, pushed to the back of the shelves, kind of like other African-American history here in America. Especially at the moment, the, the race relations in America from an outsider's point of view seems to be uh, tense, seems to be a little bit, you know, whatever that's going on at the moment. But your perspective on, uh, you know, how it's been for you within a predominantly white American kind of Southern society has it been overall a positive or is there things that you've experienced that you're like needs to be called out or needs to be addressed from your own perspective? Well, I figure like from, from my perspective as an African American here in America, of course, but then being a, a, a professional bull rider, predominantly black sport, I feel like things have changed a lot, you know, since 15 years ago when I first started on this path, I feel like uh, things have gotten better but, you know, there's still a lot of change that needs to be done. And that's just not for bull riding. That's for, you know, America as a whole. I'm no politics, so, you know, I, I don't want to say anything and try to sound politically correct. But, you know, the issues that we're facing, I mean, we've been facing these issues for over 400 years now. Now it's just being addressed. You know, it's just light is being brought to it. But in my neighborhood, you know, things haven't changed 
things have always been like this. We've always been oppressed. We've always had been oppressed by, you know, the majorities. And now, you know, people from the outside are just able to see that, you know, but we've been dealing with this for years and we've been trying to solve it ever since Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, you know, even those before him. So this is a problem, an ongoing problem that hopefully my generation will get to see resolved. But I mean, who knows? It's been 500 years. It might take another 500 years before we ever get to where we want to be. But, I mean, yeah, while we're here... I'll... It took us 800 years to get rid of our oppressors, so don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay the long fight. The Irish finally got rid of uh, British, uh, the British Empire here. And we're still, I suppose, some people would argue they're still kind of fighting that fight as well. But I think it's, it's amazing, I suppose, what you've done to kind of, um, as you said, lead the way for a lot of other younger people to kind of get into the sport. Because ultimately, that really, putting your life on the line on the back of a bull it doesn't really matter what your skin color is. It just really matters that you're insane inside your own head and are willing to, to nearly die like it's nuts. Yeah, most most bull riders they have a few loose screws up top, but uh, you know I, I wouldn't change my career for anything. And you know this year I'll be 35 years old, and you know I'm, I'm I would be one of the older guys in the locker room. You know some of these young guys, you know they're 18 or 20 years old, and I mean I remember when I had that same fire and desire. I mean you know it, it's nothing that yeah. can beat you. At this point, so you know, my my goal at this point is to you know, as to kind of continue to reach out to those underdeserved, underdesired communities. You know, there's a lot of communities, even though we're here in Texas, and you think you know Texas, you think cowboys and you know almost the wild wild west. But there's a lot of urban communities that you know not even ex- have been exposed to the Western culture of you yeah. know cowboys and rodeo and things of that sort. So you know that's kind of my 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 mission these days is to kind of expose people to that, you know, and enlighten them in a positive way of, you know, the Western culture and American, just let, you know, African-Americans or minorities know that even if you don't look like, you know, this guy, you can still, you know, participate in this sport and be a champion because there is no color divide in the sport of rodeo. Absolutely. And do you think that you're going to retire anytime soon? Pack it all in or are you going to keep going? I've actually, if you, you guys seen that documentary on, on Vice, I believe that was that was a retirement documentary. That was my last ride um, in March of 2018. And um, since that point, you know, I've, I've, you know, bull riding and rodeo is one of those sports you can't just cut off cold turkey, you know. I'm sure I'll, bull riding will forever be a part of my life. But um, now it's more so in giving back. You know, bull riding has given me everything I've ever had. So it's it's only right for me to, you know, give back to the sport that's given me so much. So, yeah. So um, uh, where do you see yourself kind of in the next three to five years? Still heavily involved, still helping people. And, and obviously, yeah, still still with a bull in arm's reach anyway. <laughs> Oh, most definitely. I, I, like I said before, you know, bull riding will forever be a part of my life um, in some in some shape, form, or fashion. In the next couple of years, you know, hopefully I'll have a few guys under my wings that are uh, pursuing the PBR finals or pursuing some type of um, role within rodeo. You know, whether if they're just a riders or stock contractors or gate men, you know, everyone that's involved in rodeo is not a, a world champion. Everyone that's involved in rodeo is not actually a, a participant in rodeo. So there's a lot of there's a lot more things to rodeo than what meets the eye and you know, hopefully we can just bring light to that, bring awareness to that, and that way we can um diversify the sport a lot more than what it is. Well it's fascinating. I mean I was terrified watching you um ride the bull <laughs> and you know, I was like 
trying to look in between my fingers the whole time terrifying and I think if I was your your wife I would hate to see you going off there every day to to do it but you have kind of taken a step back now and uh, it's lovely to see you helping others yeah and I mean you know before me that was guys that helped me and I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to get you know nearly as far as I did in my career without those guys so it's only right to give back. And, you know, like I said, here in, in the minority community, without there being very many athletes to look look up to or, you know, reach out to, uh, you know, whether it's bull riding or calf roping or, you know, whatever sport it may be within rodeo, I feel like, you know, I want to make myself ex- accessible to those that, you know, they're not able to reach out to the Timers and, you know, J.B. Mooney's and all those world-class athletes. Well, uh, Neil, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Room 104 this evening. Keep uh, smashing whatever you're going to smash next. And uh, listen, if you're ever over, if we ever get to travel again, and if you're ever over this side of the world, do uh, say hello. We'd love to have you in the studio. But listen, Neil Holmes, bull rider over in Texas. Thanks a million for popping on Room 104. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys stay safe. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. That's wonder. Sean Mendes, Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Got a very important message into the show from uh, Hamilton. Good evening, Hamilton. Who's listening over in uh, Toronto. Oh, I love the accent. Some people want to go national. We're global. Toronto. 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 Uh, listen, Hamilton, apologies Sorry. if we're butchering your city, <laughs> your accent and your name. Um, what he has said is no questions asked Cormac is right. Oh, you love being right. Stop it. Get over it, okay? Cold weather is way better than the heat. Here in Toronto, in Canada, it's 14 degrees now. Now, is that Celsius or Fahrenheit? I'm going to presume, I don't know, I'm going to presume 14 Fahrenheit would be incredibly cold and you might die. Uh, It's 5pm, 5.07pm. For me, the perfect weather is between 0 and 9 degrees. Oh my God, spirit animal. What? You're my soulmate. Zero? No, you wouldn't like zero. No, I do. I love to do, no, I've been in minus 20 degrees Celsius before. uh, And you happy? Semi-naked. And I've been like, this is brilliant crack. What? Yeah. Because we all thought we were gas. We got a sign in our our boxers underneath the temperature sign that said minus 20. Um, uh, look at this. Uh, Sorry, Sersha, but I can't support you on this one. There you go. There you go. The only good thing you said is you think the show is good. Thanks for And you're time. enjoying Thanksgiving holiday to study. Is it Thanksgiving? What? Thanks- Thanksgiving isn't until like December or November. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm confused. I'm hearing maybe Canadian Thanksgiving is different to American Thanksgiving. Oh, possibly. Thanksgiving holiday to study. Stay tuned. do Do you not do Halloween first? Always. Does everywhere not do Halloween and then afterwards you can concentrate on Thanksgiving and Christmas? No idea. Listen, uh, Hamilton, we need a little bit more information about your public holidays. What's the story with Thanksgiving? Is it the same as the American one or is it slightly earlier? And I love the way you've addressed the message. I mean, I bet you you're, you know, a writer or, you know, you do some kind of English classes or something because you just, you've messaged a beautiful message there and it's nice and spaced out and it kind of looks like an email. Beautifully formatted. And I don't know if you are Irish or Canadian. I think you're Canadian. Here's what I think. Here's what I think Hamilton's done. Hamilton has got WhatsApp open on his laptop. That's what he's done. He's typed that. Oh, has he? I would presume so. Hence why it has been uh, formatted like that. Oh, right, okay. I would presume. Okay. You may uh, let us know if we're incorrect there. But uh, thank you for that, Hamilton. Appreciate it. That's uh, Brazil and Canada ticked off the mark. Also, Chester with Chels and Sandra's listening in and Portugal. And then Sean in Australia. And Sean in Australia. Is there anyone further in Australia? Sean, I think you have... Uh, the furthest person person listening mm. furthest person away title this evening Sean is yourself who is listening any further in Australia would have to be New Zealand oh we have someone who listens to New Zealand oh yeah we do actually so we'd need someone then what, what are the islands in the middle of the Pacific the Cook Islands Hawaii is that further than New Zealand I depends would, on which I way you go I would have said Hawaii is I don't think anyone in Hawaii is listening to I us. think Hawaii is closer to New Zealand though. why would you listen to a freezing cold Country radio, st- not country radio station, but you know, everyone radio loves station. the cold. No, oh, I'm so cold. No, if you live in Hawaii, you, you don't love you would, the cold. You would remember, the grass is always greener on the other side. In Hawaii, you have a volcano. Lava can kill you. Yeah, but you're also swinging on a swing into the the lovely blue tropical sea, and it's just beautiful. Okay. Nice anyway, um. What, what is, oh, sorry, what, what is again, Megan, now she sent in, it's Mr. Worldwide, y'all. We're not global, we should be Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. Uh, what we'll do, Megan, thanks for sending in a picture of Mr. Worldwide. We will Photoshop our faces onto that lovely tuxedo. Beautiful. <laughs> and put that in. Uh, 0876797104. Oh, I like this one. Cormac, I hate the cold December and January. The worst months for the cold weather. I work nights outdoor and it's getting colder every night. That's horrific. What would you be doing outside? I'm very secure. I'm going to presume security. Or maybe up the cranes. Cranes or security or something, yeah. Outside. Something like that. Maybe that, a bouncer. That is horrible. You don't think about that. I, I do. <clears throat> You'd be happy with that. Freezing cold. Freezing cold is always better. Like tonight, this, okay, this evening, I don't want it to get any more cold than what it is right now, Keith, but I'm just saying tonight's temperature was perfect. And you've turned down the temperature in the studio right now and he doesn't <laughs> realise... It was set at 25. It's I ridiculous. don't care. It's beautiful. But now it's blasting cold air on me and not you. Transport maintenance outdoors. Oh, that's tough. Are though. you working in a, a shop? Like, not a, sh- a shop, I shouldn't say. Like a garage kind of area. A big open warehousey industrial garagey thing where it's just freezing concrete floors. <sighs> beautiful. Again, much better than the hot. That's Sometimes torture. it's so hot in like Australia and other places. If you go outside and in Dubai, if it goes outside, you'll die. 
You will literally die. You could die from the cold too, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I, but, I would yeah. I would rather die in the cold than die in the heat. No way. Are you telling me you would rather be burned alive? Yes, I would. Than frozen to death. Yeah. Would. You would rather be set on fire yeah. and be burnt alive yeah. than freeze to death, where yeah. you can't feel. You literally get number and number and number. Yeah. I'm telling you, I wouldn't realise I was on fire for hang a good on, ten minutes. Hang, <laughs> hang on a second, I'm now, actually right? going up in flames. <laughs> You're kidnapped by a terrorist organisation. They're going to execute you, and you have two options. They will either douse you in petrol and set you on fire, or they will freeze you to death. I'm going on fire. Hundred percent. I hate the cold with a passion. Like even walking in my triple jumpers now to the car I Are you not comfy and, and like horribly it? horribly cold I feel sick when I'm cold and everything it's awful Well listen thanks for that who said that Keith, Keith sent that on oh, listen apologies if you're feeling cold at least you can manage the cold it's my argument all the time you can manage the cold cannot manage the heat Yes you can No you can't How? Have a drink take of water off, I Take off Oh have a drink of water you Have like a your drink elbow. of water have you, Don't need a coke now Have a drink of water now Maybe you'll be fine Get your blood pressure down And come back to me Alright <laughs> I should actually I think I did Somebody sent in a free Blood pre- pressure test thing in here The one the automatic oh, one You yeah. do yourself And they were like oh. Yours was really oh, high like, Compared way to mine off. Yeah I was like Oh god Whoopsies Anyway 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 um, From annoying hot weather Or cold weathers On to annoying songs Do songs ever get stuck In your head And if If so what songs are currently stuck in your head right now? A new bit of information research has come out suggesting that only a certain type of person is more inclined to get songs stuck in their head. Now, I will admit, when I fall in love with a song that I'll hear, yeah. it will be on repeat constantly. I'm the same. I love repetition. Now, I just do. The, the song that's currently stuck in my head at the moment is we had this gentleman on during the week for Poker Face. It was either last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, seriously, I've just been loving this song so much that it, I just listened to this all day today. Right? This is a Dublin DJ and producer Shane Codd He made this in his bedroom During lockdown Great song Really good song Really 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 I love this song I love it This has been stuck in my head Constantly 24-7 And it's what I've been Listening to on repeat as well Right And it's still in the phase Where I really really enjoy Listening to it on repeat Because you know after a while Songs stuck in your head Can get incredibly stressful And you're like Oh my god There was one song That I remember Running in here To Tara and saying, you'll never guess what I heard. The best song ever. It's going to be huge. And she huge. hadn't heard about it at this stage. Huge. We ended up playing it here on FM 104. I, I nearly it. lost my shit because it was so good. And now I can't stand it. And it's stuck in my head oh, all the time. No. Don't say just what it is yet. We have to take a quick break. But will you let us know? 0876797104. What song currently is stuck in your head? What's the song that's kind of stuck in your head going... Oh, just on a loop, infinite loop inside your head. Let us know what it is. We'll see if we can play it and annoy you even more. Or maybe it doesn't annoy you. It's still just stuck in your head. 0876797104 and we'll be back with uh, Lewis Capaldi Bruises next here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Stupidly forgot to do this evening. Oh, I know. We'll get back to that a little later on. Yeah. We forgot to bring the shredder out in studio. So there's a couple of texts coming in. Uh, the shredder is very, very simple. We usually do it at the start of the show. Anything or anyone that's done your head in that you need to vent about tonight. Anyone that's annoyed you. It could be a politician. It could be COVID. It could be uh, your other half that's done your head in. Let us know and we will put it in the shredder this evening. We will get back to it very, very shortly. Right now, we would like to know the song or songs that are currently stuck in your head on loop. Um, 0876797104 because apparently there's a reason or there's certain types of people are more inclined to get songs stuck in their head than others so if you regularly wind up getting a song or a tune or a melody or whatever stuck in your head what does that say about you? 
Yeah. So basically, they're called involuntary musical images or earworms. So some people don't suffer from this at all, oh, by the really? way. Yeah, and they're usually people that are um, like more hyper or highly strung and they're too busy. So anyone that kind of takes time to themselves at all suffers a lot with earworms. So people report hearing earworms. Um, they're kind of intrusive. Like they they come into your head anyway, randomly at different times. And uh, it just talks about different brain structure that people have. It occurs usually during low cognitive load, which means... Lazy people. No- so lazy people. When you're doing nothing. So you're if, doing- if, if you're constantly getting songs stuck in your head, it's because you're not really doing much with no, your life. If you're showering, if you're walking, if you're doing random chores ah, around the house, okay. that's when you're most likely to get an earworm. Like if you're neglecting your kids. If you're neglecting your kids, your cats, <laughs> any other animals, yeah, anything at all, like, uh, oh that, that can happen. Um, but it also focuses on your mood. So if you wake up one day and you're in a really good mood, okay. happier upbeat songs are more likely to stick in your head. As than, opposed to Coldplay Yellow. Exactly. If you're in a bad mood and, and a depressing head. mood and you might hear one of those songs, oh. that will get stuck in your head. Oh. And it could be there for up to five days at oh, a time. No. So you could be waking up during the night listening to Coldplay Yellow on repeat. Yeah. Oh, that's am- that's amazing. So if you are, uh, we found out songs are more likely to get stuck in your head if you are lazy yes. or when you're not doing, as you said, cognitively loaded tasks. Exactly. So you're not trying to f- solve a Rubik's Cube. No, that's it. If you're doing anything that's stimulating your brain, you're not going to really get earworm syndrome. Uh, but songs that, that fixate your brain are usually um, the ones that are kind of on radio or something that you just can't get out of your head. So you're hearing it a lot Maybe you're working and you have the same radio station on every day and you might hear a song that's played quite a lot. A chart song. Right, say, okay. That yeah. you can't get out of your head. And it's not necessarily one that you like either, which I think is a big thing That's the to worst note. one. When you get a song stuck in your head. Like, I think then... everyone will relate to whenever she came out with that song, Hello, Adele. Oh, I Hello. know. Hello. Like, I hate that oh, song. Oh, give us a song in there. Can oh, no, it's awful. Sing? Absolutely Horrific. Yeah, you're going to get everyone stuck in everyone's yeah, so th- that is it. But repetition leads to familiarity. They say the time's supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much Hello. I mean, of all the years to get this song stuck in your head, this would be the worst, most you depressing. Don't. Yeah, you like. Thankfully, you don't hear it that much played. Because uh, yeah. obviously it's a bit older. Yeah. Uh, but there are certain songs that are kind of Repetitive, and I think that's the thing, right? So, oh, no, oh, yeah. Do you know what song I hate that gets stuck in my head when what? you say repetitive, yeah. right? This is one of the probably one of the best selling singles of all time. Huge, I know anthem what it is by a female artist. Oh, no. What were we gonna say? I was gonna say happy. Oh, that's another one. It's so annoying. Uh, after a while, you're like, yeah, Yay. they're like. No, I I hated this song with an absolute passion from day one when it came out just because of the repetition and I wasn't allowed to say it because you work on radio you've got to you know you've got to champion the music Love it Yeah Love this song song. I hated this song and apologies I also hated this song for how all the girlos reacted in nightclubs I know Do you remember nightclubs You're 15 anyway They're all walking down onto the dance floor and they're all like I remember counting up the different words in the song and it's like six. Yeah. You think life is meant to get tougher. Like at the top you think it would be incredibly challenging and tough and then Beyonce just does a copy and paste just for 12 lines. Literally. And there you go. And control that, C, control V. Done. That gets number one spot. Yeah.
I can't stand this song. I hate it. And then this song is going to be stuck inside my head. And now I don't know why we're doing this on the show because I'm going to be real. Annoyed. It's going to annoy you so much. But they, that's what they said. Repetition leads to familiarity, which is what you're talking about, which then leads to anticipation. And this song definitely sums up that, really. And this happy. Is what your Pharrell Williams, the same thing. Songs that are stuck in your head at the moment, will you let us know? 87 That's Beyonce's single ladies. Just, that's going to be stuck in my head now and I'm a little bit annoyed. Yeah. Uh, one that I'm, I, was, I was telling you about before the break that oh, yeah. I loved, I talked about this non This is still a good song. Stuff. It's a great song, but it's gone too far. I'm hearing uh, it all the time. Do you know what you're hearing? Well, are you on, are you on TikTok? Because this was a big TikTok song. And now that you've mentioned that, there's a couple of one or two songs. You know the way videos go viral on TikTok and the trend comes and people use the same sounds? Yeah. Oh, no, I still love this song. I do love it. It's a brilliant song, but it's... Dun, 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 dun. It's one of those songs that's in my head yeah. 24-7. It will just pop in out of nowhere for no reason. Um, and I'm just a bit sick of it. Uh, the one song, when you're talking about TikTok, this is this song... Uh, See what's it called again? Uh, uh, oh, I think I know the one you're thinking of. Uh, this is the one that kind of exploded. Uh, the remix that exploded on TikTok. This has been m- nailed in my head constantly. This was just, I was listening to this back and forth constantly. Um, but it's uh, the Love Story remix. Yeah. And this this was used for that video on TikTok. It was like the kneeling down. Push the camera away. Weird viral. I think I thing. did a dance to this one. Oh, did, oh you I did. I think I yeah. did. Yeah. But it's like. I mean, it could be it could be added to the Scaldi playlist if we ever get the Scaldi playlist thinking, for a Friday. Mm. This is. I'll tell you. This bit now is one that gets stuck in my head now. This bit. Great yes. hook. Great hook. You can't help but pop along to it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, an excellent hook that gets, as you said, it's an earworm. It gets drilled inside your head and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, 87 Let us know. Songs that gets, the songs or song that's stuck in your head at the moment that you can't seem to get out of it or will take the song you're listening to on repeat at the moment. 87 Lewis Capaldi Brew. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. On the usual places, uh, still to come on the show, we have to shred things. We forgot to do it at the start of the show, but don't don't worry, we'll still give you time. Now, we're just talking about the songs that get stuck in your head. The songs, especially at the moment, that are stuck in your head. It turns out that the more well, I suppose, lazy we are, that the easier it is for songs to get stuck in your head and you just wind up listening to them in your head over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's just those kind of upbeat songs usually for me that just don't <clears throat> disappear and I might not have even heard it in the last kind of week but out of nowhere yeah. it will just come into my head and I can't get it out. Uh, Aaron, evening. Aaron, Aaron has mentioned an old classic being stuck in his head um, at the moment. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> What a tune. It's just so good. But I wouldn't like that stuck in my head on a random Monday morning. Like um, <laughs> When I was on a school tour before, the DJ only had one... Someone handed him up a CD. He played this 13 times in one night. Oh. Oh. 13 times. This was out when I was... We were, we were taking the old... Uh, 
snobby school trip to France on the boat. Oh, lovely. And the DJ was playing this. He played it 13 times. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> Having the time of his life. He's like, he's made it. He's playing to like 413 year olds. And you all loved it. 13 oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't care. Yeah. Didn't care. What a tune. Oh, God. It's weird though It's a weird time in life Where we've nothing to look forward to So I think more people Are looking back I think that's the case Nostalgia's becoming huge again <laughs> Lol We're thinking of times That we didn't have any stress Yeah I remember I remember Yeah I was looking through All photos and everything That's both Really nice And really depressing At the same time Oh yeah completely like, oh, do you remember We should Oh no we, we actually Shouldn't We can't do it Feels that. like a different life Doesn't oh, it Oh god The only thing we can do Member berries for all you South Park fans that are out there. Uh, thank you for that. Um, that's a good shout. Mark McCabe, Maniac 2000. You had mentioned, Search as well, that this was one that was stuck in your head. Do you know what it is? It's a piano we bit, isn't it? Yes. That's a great song, though. It's a great song. Like, none of these are bad songs. They're just stuck in my head. Yeah, no, I like that song. Joel Curry, sorry, of course. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Let us know the song that's stuck in your the song that is stuck in your head, or maybe what you're listening to on repeat right now. We'll give it a quick pump. Uh, who said this one? Oh, this is a song and a half. You got to pump it up. Now, in comparison to Beyonce single ladies, where the girls walk down left and right, this is the everyone can clap along as they're go- walking down to the dance floor. You yeah, know? that's true. Like, actually, yep, yeah, go on. This is a good song. Great song. I like this a lot. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. The song that is currently stuck in your head um, at the moment. I'll let you know. For some reason, when I was thinking about this a little bit earlier on, this song always gets stuck in my head. It's all Oh God! I don't know why. I have no idea. If I go to bed with that song in my head, I swear to God, I'm gonna go mad. Those poppy songs are the worst. Oh, they get in there. I'm just gonna keep playing it from this point over and over again. It's all about you, McFly. It took me ten years to get. I'm blue out of my head. Oh, what a song! What a song! But how Yo, annoying! Oh, oh, never! God. What a tune! All those kind of uh, dancey, poppy ones. Oh, hang on, hang on. We gotta go back here. Right. Any any other ones? We'll stop there. Uh, there has to be worse songs to get stuck in your head. Like, what would be the worst song to get stuck in your head? Well, obviously, Yellow Coldplay. We're pretty bad. David Gray is terrible as well. Oh God! Anything miserable? Is there any other like? I'm trying to think real like like songs like uh, Maniac or any of those other kind of dancey ones that once they're in there, they're not leaving. They're staying there for the entire night. Mm. You know, sorry if you're listening to this in bed right now and you're about to drift off, and we're playing these songs, they're just going to grind in deep into your unconscious mind. They will. As you try, you'll be sleeping, sleep dreaming about these songs. What would be the worst song? What's the worst song in the world that gets stuck in your head and that you cannot get out of your head? Um, I used to think it was, you know, that song. I can't remember who sings it, but they sing McDonald's, McDonald's, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, that used to drive me mad. Yeah. So that would be pretty bad for me now. Or maybe Barbie Girl, one of yeah, those ones. that'd be pretty bad. Let us know. 0876797104. We'll be back in just a moment with uh, music from Sagala. Easy love here in F104. Driving Dublin. 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.